Just thank you tonight. Speak to our hearts and give us understanding. We need wisdom. We need understanding. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, last week, I uh, brought a message that titled, uh, Think Your Way Into Victory. And I'm going to go for the second part of it uh, today. And really, uh, I want to challenge you to, to uh, act according to the word because it does work. This word works. It does work. You know, we celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is here with us. That's a gift that God has given to us. We also celebrate the fact that God has saved us. We are saved by grace. We are saved. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. The gift God has given to you, to us. God has given us a lot of things. But one thing that we haven't celebrated much, and which we really need to accomplish the great work that God has given to us, is the sound mind that God has given to us. God, the Word of God says that you have the mind of Christ. Why will God give us the mind of Christ if we're not supposed to use the mind of Christ to accomplish his purpose in our lives? He gave us the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. You have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, or you have not received the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. The Spirit of God that came into your life brought a regenerated mind, the mind of God, the mind of Christ in you. You have a sound mind. We need to celebrate that and begin to work with our mind because the mind will do things for us. Now, you know, you read in the Old Testament, you read about Isaac, when Isaac met Rebecca. You know, he says that Isaac had gone into the field to meditate. You know what he was doing? Thinking. Just to think. And say things that he believed. These things matter. You know, many Christians, we hear a lot of scriptures, we hear a lot of message, but we don't take time to think through what we're hearing and come to a conclusion as to what to do with what we're hearing. We hear this here, we hear that there, and we never put everything together. We don't take scripture compared with other scripture and come to a conclusion, this is the way my life's going to be. We don't do that. You believe a little here, you believe a little there. No, we have to put these things together. You have to really think through this. We talk about praying through. We need to think through things. So that the Holy Spirit can walk. And no, he's walking with us. The Spirit, we've received the Spirit of a sound mind. So the Spirit thinking through things with us, if we're willing to think through things. And as we think, we think great things. Because the Spirit of God is working with us. And we don't think things of men, things that you can accomplish. The things that will bring glory to God. Things that will get you excited because God will be the one to do it. And when God does it, He gets the glory. And you enjoy part of that glory. So that's what we need to do. You see, God has invited us to 
to think, to reason, to think, and to In Isaiah chapter 1, we read this last week, but I want to start from there. Verse 18, it says, Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. You and the Lord reasoning together. Now, how do you reason? When you reason, you are thinking with the Lord, reasoning with the Lord, thinking rationally, logically, and analytically. Everything that you think, God says this, you reason with God. Now, you're not going to sit down with God, and, and he, he has his chair, and you sitting, and both of you talking back and forth, reasoning together. That's not the way it's going to be. You get his word, and you begin to reason with the word. You take the word, you begin to think, logically, based on what the word says, rationally, because sometimes people can go to the right wing or to the left wing, like a girl who was casting out calories out of, out of uh, ice cream so she won't get fat. Well, that's not going to happen. You're not thinking logically, okay? It's not going to happen. God is not going to take the calories off the ice cream. That's not what he told you to use your faith for. So you think logically, you think rationally, and you analyze what God is telling you. You put scriptures together and you begin to think if this is what God has said, then this is what he really means for my life. And so I put the scripture and that scripture together. Then I make my conclusion and I stand on that word. You build your life on the rock, which is the word of God. You just don't let life happen to you. You start taking what God says. God says, come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are as red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Now, I'm going to stop that the greatest hindrance for everything in our lives is sin. The reason why people don't get uh, their prayers answered is most of the time is because they can't really believe God because they're feeling that God, I'm not right with God. If I'm totally right with God, then God will answer my prayer. But I'm not sure if I'm right with God. You understand what I'm saying? So I cannot really ask God, maybe I've done something that's wrong and God is not pleased with me. And because he's not pleased with me, I cannot really expect. I just hope that when I talk to him, he'll listen to me and he's going to answer. But when you reason with God and you reason through the scriptures and you compare scripture with scripture, it won't be long before you find out that God doesn't condemn you. He's not looking to your sins. Your sins are forgiven. The blood of Jesus is greater than your sin. And as you reason with the word, this was the life of God. You didn't beg him to come. He came on his own, right? So when you reason, even though you're thinking about your sin, how terrible they are, before long, it's nothing. Because the blood of Jesus is washed either way. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You know that. So you're, not, you're free from that. So you can enter into his presence and receive. So he says, if you reason with God, the main hindrance is going to be put away. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as wool. So it's not just reasoning with God concerning sin. You go beyond that. God is inviting us to reason with him. Think logically based on what God has given you. Think with the word of God. 
not just your own thoughts, what God is saying. And God is saying certain things, the world is also saying things. There is God's report, and then there is the world's report. And you have to decide the one that you want to believe and which side you want to be on. And so you begin to think and put scriptures together. And so he says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. So basically, God is saying there is good in the land for everybody who will reason. Amen? There is good. The place to begin is to reason with God. To think logically. Rationally. So there is good in the land. If you are willing and obedient, that means to me, follow through. Amen? Amen? Follow through. Some people believe they are willing, but they don't follow through because they have not really risen in their heart properly, logically. They give up when they meet with a little obstacle. They get discouraged and they quit. So we got to, to, to follow through. It says, if you are willing, we'll come into willingness, what that means later. If you are willing and obedient, you follow through, you will eat. No doubt about it, you will eat of the good of the land. There is good in the land, and that good, God doesn't want to withhold it from you. I found that out. God doesn't want to withhold it from you. You haven't risen, out, risen it out properly. God withholds nothing from us. And we're going to come to that scripture. I guess you can read the... Uh, Romans chapter 8 verse 32. He didn't hold his son back. He's not going to hold anything back. That will pertain to life or godliness. He makes those things available for us. So we need to reason that through. Everything, every scripture. I'm going to challenge you. Reason with God concerning your health. Take those scriptures and come to a conclusion about it. Let me explain something to you. If you, if you are a Nigerian and you grew around, uh, well, grew in the same area where I grew up, it was common to hear people, witches, they just witches, they confess. Uh, you see a young man that's graduated from college. And this was common when I was growing up, and it was really scary. Really scary. Uh, you see a young man, he graduates from college, he starts working, he gets married, he buys his first car. Now in Nigeria, you buy a car, it's paid for. He builds his house, few days later, he's on the street, somewhere dead, in an accident. And everybody's saying, what kind of nonsense is this? This family is cursed. What happened? He spent all of that time studying to be a doctor, Got through, got a good job, got married, and everything was looking up. Now he goes from one city to the next city, just 30-something miles, he's gone. And they mourn over this person, and then a few days later, or months later, a witch starts confessing that they caused his death. Everyone is forgotten about the fellow that died. And now they, they wish he's sick, and they think they're going to die, they, they've been punished, because of what they had done, and the witch starts confessing that they made the road slick. And they caused the person, this, if you go back there, any of you go back, ask. They'll tell you these stories. I grew up hearing things like that. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? I grew up hearing things like that all over. And so we run from one voodoo doctor trying to protect yourself so you won't have to die like that. So I, well, after I got saved, I started thinking, this is what I'm telling you about. You, you heard me say things, you never find me in an accident, right? Well, I just didn't, came, I didn't, just didn't come from, from the scriptures talking about that. What I saw from what happened to people in my country started me thinking. And thinking would align with the word of God. He shall give his angels charge over you. Remember that? And then after die in the street, I know that I, I don't, as a Christian, I'm born again now. If I, in those days, if I die and a, a witch, somebody says a witch and they lie about it, that they caused my death, my brothers will lose faith in this God. You understand what I'm saying? How come God couldn't protect good luck? He's supposed to be a Christian and this little witch killed him in the street. You understand? So I said, that's never going to happen to me. Do you understand what I'm, where I'm going now? I would never, ever, not in an accident. You hear me saying it over and I've, I've held on to that thing. And the Bible says, be it unto you according to your faith. So I believe it. I can't be in a plane and the plane will crash. It will never happen. Can I stop it? No, but he can. Amen. The angels won't be sleeping when I get in the plane. Amen. They have been sent to minister to me, right? And I believe his word. The, the word is established in heaven. You understand what I'm saying? That word is established. God's eyes going to and fro to show himself strong on the behalf of those who trust him and fear him. So his word will never fall to the ground. So I'll never have an accident and die in that accident. Never going to happen. Never. You understand what I'm saying? I can't make it happen, but I'm fir- I firmly believe it with all of my heart. Now, I'm going to be driving. you think I'll be driving crazy on the streets? No, I'll do my best to be careful. And I ain't not dying in that. You understand what I'm saying? So you take scriptures, you reason it out, and come with a conclusion, and believe it, and call it so. It's the same way with sickness and disease. Amen? There is the report of the world, and what's happening to the people of the world. What do you believe? Your faith and the way you think will determine your life. As a man thinks in his heart, exactly. Thank you for completing the scriptures for me. That's what is going to happen to you, the way you're thinking. If you are afraid about something happening to you, guess what? You're thinking about it, right? And because you're thinking about it, guess what's going to happen to you? You're afraid it'll come to you. But when you think with God's word, you get encouraged in your heart you get bold and you look forward to the future and god will not fail otherwise you guys are idiots for coming to a place instead of watching television tonight in your home there is no god he doesn't work you understand what i'm saying it works god is satisfied put that in your heart there is a god and if there is a god then I can look into his word. You understand what I'm saying? And when I look into his word, I see what God has said. If you truly believe, then you can lay your life that enter into his rest. You get in that word and stay with it. And God will not fail you. Amen? Amen. Scripture says in uh, Matthew chapter 8, 16 and 17, when, every, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and they cast out the spirit with the word, and healed how many of them? All who were sick. 
That means if you are in that crowd, guess what? You'll be shouting, I'm healed, I'm healed. Everyone was healed. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. In other words, the reason why Jesus did this that particular night was to fulfill that prophecy that was spoken of him. Saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So if he took my sickness, according to the word of God, and he bore my infirmities, I don't have any. Okay? He can't take my infirmities and I'm still bearing it. That would be a lie, right? So you draw your conclusion based on that. And you begin to say to yourself and think on it. I don't have to be sick. Sickness hates my body and my body hates sickness. They are enemies. Okay? You're not going to be tempted with sickness? You will. The symptoms will come. And sometimes it's going to be a battle. But you have established in your heart, no matter, how, no matter what comes, he's not going to take me out. I'm going to be here. And I'm going to be okay. It may take two years. I will be okay. You understand what I'm saying? But you have to settle it in your heart. Settle it in your heart. In other words, enter into his rest. There remains a rest. When you believe the word, you enter into his rest. He who believes does not make haste, according to the scriptures. You're resting. You know it's going to work. You do your, what you have to do as a man, and you leave the rest to the Lord. You give him your five loaves of bread, right? And he breaks that and multiplies it. He gives it right back to you. So we have our part. He has his own part. I do all I have to do. And you know, if you really believe in his word, his word will direct you to do and strengthen you to do what is right. So that the word is fulfilled in your life. If it's finances, the word will direct you. Even though you're going through trouble financially, the word will direct you and bring people into your life by and by to bring you to the expected end. God never fails. We need to believe God, you know, reason with God concerning our finances. We need to do that. Let me tell you this, you know, it's so important. Everything that you do, there is a principle, I think Timpy mentioned this on Sunday, there is a principle that governs the universe, or this earth at least, sowing and reaping. What you sow is what you're going to reap. And the Bible says the seed, the word is the seed. So if you sow the word in your heart, you're going to reap that harvest. So if I'm having a problem in any given area, go look for the seed to sow. Because if you sow, you will eventually reap. No doubt about it. Now, when you sow, you don't go wake up the next day to, for reaping, right? It may take some time. There are certain things you sow, and maybe a week or so you get it, you know, you can get the harvest. But there are other things it takes years before you begin to reap the harvest, depending on the nature of the seed produced after his kind, right? So we have to really follow through. The Bible tells us in Psalm 37, verse 25, 
And, and sometimes we hear these scriptures, we beat ourselves. That's, this is not, that's not the purpose. The purpose is for you to take those scriptures and begin to work with it. That's the truth, and it's going to work for me. You establish your, your heart in it, and God will come through. It says, I have been young, and now I'm old. That's not good luck, okay? <laughs> this scripture. <laughs> Gracie was helping me to remove uh, one gray hair. You know what I mean? <laughs> said, wow, I didn't think that time would come, but he's here. <laughs> okay. I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken. He just put it there. Nor his descendants begging bread. The second part is his descendants begging bread. But for you, the righteous, he won't forsake you. And he's talking about meeting your need. This was testimony, David's testimony. I'd like to go to a scripture. First Kings chapter 1. Um, well, First Kings chapter 8. Verse 56. We got it? First Kings one fifty six. It says, Blessed be the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel according to all that he promised. There has not failed one word of all his good promise which he promised through his servant Moses. This was their testimony. There has not failed one word. Not one word has failed of all that God has promised. Now, when you read a scripture like this, I have been young and now I'm old, yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken. And you read the other scripture we just read, God's word will never fail. God will always keep his word I draw my conclusion. I can put my life on that word. I will never be forsaken. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Yes, I may be in want today. But I found the seed. Amen. And every day I water that seed. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And if doubts come to me because of what I'm going through in the present, then I will remember the word, no child of God will be forsaken. So I encourage myself with that and look forward to my future that is full of abundance. And God will not fail. Unless this is not God's book. But if there is a God and this is God's book, I will not fail. You know, uh, by the grace of God, uh, seven years ago, we started our church. And things were, were I think, things were really rough for my family. And uh, uh, <laughs> I used to have a perfect credit. And it was really rough, but my credit went to pieces. Uh, 
Very rough. But God has turned all of that around. When we started the church, all, I said it here before, first uh, few Sundays, I think probably six weeks, I was preaching on prosperity, but uh, prosperity, and even after we got to my home, but when I wanted to do business, it was Ted Hackward, I would call, please come and take me, I need to go buy something for the church. Please help me. But God has turned all of that around by God's grace. Uh, I took permission from my wife. <laughs> but uh, today they started, uh, we started building our home in the new site. It didn't take too, too much, too many years after we started. Our home, current home is paid for. God has turned everything around. And God will. Last Sunday, we were reading the scripture. I mean, not scripture. The, mess, the prayer that I wrote, that we pray every Sunday. I like you to keep saying it. Okay? And pray it from your heart. It works because it's pulled out of scriptures. Last Sunday, we were saying that, that thing hit me real hard. Everything I put my hands to, prosper. No matter what. Even if it doesn't look like it's going to prosper now, it has no, it has no choice. It will prosper. There is no go come. It's, it's going to prosper. If you're a child of God. But what the devil wants to do is to make you think, God, there is something about you that's different. And he won't work with you. That's a lie. If you think that, then go the other way. I, I watched a movie called, how many of you saw the movie, Sergeant, Sergeant York? You guys are too young. <laughs> Sergeant York. I still remember. Angela knows I pick words. Words mean a lot to me. But uh, in this movie, it was a war movie, old-time movie, black and white. But I love that movie. And uh, the guy, he has a real deep southern accent. And even me as a foreigner can pick it out. <laughs> and he, he was talking to, he, he captured a bunch of enemies. And he, he wanted to stay out of trouble. He didn't know where to go. So he asked uh, the captain of the uh, enemies that they captured, he says, where would you go if you are looking for Americans and you want to avoid the enemies? And the captain said, you go this way. He said, he said to the captain, then I'll go this way. <laughs> I'll go this way or something, he said it. He, he turned around, went the other direction. And he was right. With the enemy telling you God is not working with you, guess what the truth is? God is working with you. If, God, if the enemy is telling you or you're thinking, and sometimes he makes you think you're the one thinking it. If he's telling you you're not going to come out of this, you're going down. Guess what's happening in the spirit realm? You're going up. Amen? You take the reverse. If he says, go this way, he says, thank you so much, I'm going this way. With the Lord. Just stay with the word of God. God cannot fail. His word is always true. Always true. 
Now, Romans chapter 8, verse 32, I mentioned that. He who did not spare his son, you can settle it in your heart. He who did not spare his son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Please, uh, the spiritual brothers and sisters, his things, not spiritual things. Things, okay? Something like this. Things. Don't get too spiritual on me. He's talking about spiritual things. It's no spiritual cows, okay? <laughs> it's cows, okay? For them in the Old Testament, okay? Things. If he didn't hold back his son, but he gave his son for us all, he's saying God will give you things. That means your needs will be met financially. That means your children will be well taken care of. You don't have to worry about your retirement. He'll take care of you. Unless there is no God. That's why you have to settle it in your heart. This is just simple scripture for me. There is a God. Period. God is and God is a rewarder. God is and God is good. God rewards. God blesses his people. God is a good God. And so I'm on God's side. He'll take care of me. Amen. You just settle, on, settle your heart on that and know your future is going to be bright. It's just as simple as that. If you believe it, be it unto you according to your faith. So you think these things through in your mind. Pull more scriptures and think it through. And they, I mean, even in your sleep, Jesus said, the words that I speak... They are spirit and they are life. So even when you are asleep, the world is still alive at work. I know that many of you, even in your sleep, you're thinking, right? And dreaming. Sometimes the word of God. God doesn't sleep. His word doesn't sleep. The word is spirit. And if you really believe those things, they begin to show up in your spirit. And if the scripture is true, and I know it's true, as a man thinks in his Exactly. You get there. God will put you there. And he gets all the glory. I don't care how you get there. He use somebody, use whatever, but he'll get you there. That's why I believe the Bible says in in um in Joshua chapter one, verse eight, this book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth. But you must meditate in it day and night. So that you may know to do what is written in the book. And that you will make your way prosperous. And you will have good success. There is no doubt about it. If you stay with the book, you will have good success. Nobody can stop it. Your enemies can stop it. There's nobody that can stop it. You will. If you stay with the book, you think on it, logically, you will have it. Amen? So that's what we need to do. You must reason with God concerning your future. 
your future. Everyone wants a future. And sometimes we feel like, you know, <laughs> it's gotten so late for me. I really don't have a future. I'm too old now. <laughs> I said it here before. God can do in one year in your life, just one year. Everything you've struggled to do for the past 50, 60, 70 years, God can do all of that in one year. How long did it take God to take Joseph from prison? Make him the prime minister. How long? Well, it took a lot of time. But when God was ready, it was just a few days. Just one day, two days, he was from prison way all the way to the top. But I like the story of Joseph. Every time you read, they talk about Joseph, they tell you his trouble, and then they'll add something to his trouble. Joseph was sent to prison. Then they will use the word, but God was with Joseph. When you are with God's word in your heart, guess who is with you? God. When you're thinking through the word of God, and you're thinking the word of God in your heart, Guess who is there with you thinking? That's God. But God was with Joseph. And if everything that happens to you that's negative has a but, and God comes after that, he'll be, he'll be well with you before long. He'll be well with you before long. You won't be in it too long. You're coming out of it. And in a very short time, God can change your circumstances to get glory out of it. In every area of life. Amen. So think about your future. The word of God tells us in Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I think people alluded to this on Sunday. Says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. So if something is going on wrong in your life. That's not what. You see God's thoughts will always come to pass. He speak it. So. If something evil is going on in your life, that's the enemy's thoughts that's being manifested in your life. And you allowed it. You allowed it. That's why it's being manifested in your life. You talk about it. You know, I mean, the devil gets a lot of glory, you know. And a good testimony is about him. You don't think about devil getting good testimony. He is a, an evil devil, Right? When you speak about the evil things that he's doing, he gets the glory, right? And a lot of Christians give him glory all the time. The devil did this, the devil did that, the devil did, the devil is hindering my family. You know, the devil is very slick. You're praising him with all of that kind of talk. Why don't you reverse it and start talking about what God is doing? How, God, how great God is and how marvelous he's going to perform in your life. And forget about the devil. The devil, the devil, the devil. His thoughts for you is good. To give you a future and a hope. That's God. That's what God wants to do for you. And I'll stay with that. My future is bright. He's going to give it to me. No matter what's happening today, I have a future. I have a future. I may not be living very right today. But my heart is in what God says. I believe the word. The Bible says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. 
the truth will make you free, no doubt. It may not be today, but I'm going to be free. My future is good. I don't like this type of behavior in my life, but I know the truth, and the truth will transform me. I'm staying with God's word. I'm free. And that's what I'm confessing. Yeah, I'm going through some financial difficulties today, but I can say, in my heart, I'm a millionaire. Angela told me the other day, from the very first time that you said in the church there will be five millionaires, I said to myself, I will be one. I will be one. That's me. You know, when Andy prophesied, God is using him. He's just a man, but I, I hold on to what is being said. That's from the Lord. Sometimes we say, well, he's just Andy. He just means, well, you don't understand a lot of things. Maybe when you, if you live with Isaiah, you will think the same thing. That just Isaiah is just talking. You don't understand what's going on. Hold on to what God is saying, even in a service. Because we are in the New Testament time. God says they will prophesy. Hold on to what is being said. Take it with you to your home. And thank him for what was said. And God will visit with you. Just like he visited with, Joseph, with uh, Solomon. And begin to give you wisdom. The mind of Christ. See, Solomon had that wisdom. The mind of Christ, guess what? The outcome is always wealth. People visited from everywhere because it was wisdom. You attract people. You read through the scriptures, some of the answers Jesus had to give to those who were trying to trap him. I know we know the scriptures, but the first time that I had to go through those scriptures, I marveled at this man's wisdom, you know, because they're trying to trap him. He gives us, I just ask them a simple question and throws everybody. No one can even say a word anymore. I said, wow, that's, boy, I will have to be thinking for two years to come up with an answer like that, maybe for the whole of my life, for just a problem. So you got a problem, and God gives you the solution. Amen? And when it comes out of your mouth, takes care of the problem. That's what God wants us. You have a future. You have to say to yourself, I have a future. Don't look at what you're seeing in front of you. That's not your future. Or what you're what you experiencing now. That's not your future. And don't let your past determine your future. Let what you know determine your future. Let go of the past. Let go of the difficulties you're going through right now. And begin to think about the possibilities that come through God and God alone. God is big enough for my future. So I stay with God. They can laugh and mock today. I'm going to make it because God is with me. And I don't need to depend on anybody. I need to depend on him. Now, is he going to come down and do? No, he's going to use people. But I'm depending on him. That's why I've learned to receive from people. You know what I'm saying? It used to be so hard for me to receive. So difficult. And I paid the price for it. But now, I've had somebody come in here you know, and give me $5,000. Check. Pastor, we feel led to give this to you. <laughs> I guess I'm giving out my secret. Okay? Guess all I say? Thank you very much. Amen. And that's it. If he's expecting something more than that, thank you. He's just wasting his time because I'm not coming back. He didn't give it to me. Guess where I got it from? So I can receive from him. Thank you very much. The Lord, thank you for being obedient to, for, to bring it over to me. It was mine. 
He just passed it through you. Thank you very much. So you learn to receive. Amen? And you're going, because you're not looking to man, you're looking to him. And he's going to use people to bring it to you. And use people to make. And, and while they're doing that, he's blessing them as well. Amen? So it's not you. Just your future is great. And the future of your children great as well. Amen? Amen? That's the next thing I want to go to. Your children. A lot of Christians have concerns about their children. Will my children serve God? You understand what I'm saying? Will they turn away and go somewhere else? That's the, those type of things. You see, that's what I'm talking about, thinking through. That, that type of thinking has bothered me from the time I was, before I got married. I thought through those things. How, I, how it would feel for me to have a son or a daughter that doesn't want to serve God. It's rough. What would I have to do? Open their head and put, put the Bible in there? <laughs> Live right? Or smack them to the point? But God has given a promise. Um, amen? Yeah. He will walk his promise. Now, every father who gives a promise to his son expects the son to take hold on to the promise, right? Yeah. And expect the, 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 the children will actually expect the father or the mother to fulfill their promise. My children constantly remind me, don't make any promise. Daddy, you said, right? <laughs> you said you're going to take me here. And they keep coming back. You said, right? And after a while, I said, I give up. I'll, I'll go do it for you because I'm not going to rest until this you said is done. <laughs> That's man, okay? What about God? You know, faith is just expecting God to fulfill his promise. Faith is just believing that God, what God said he will do. You just trust him. And that pleases God. That pleases God. Just to believe, especially when it seems like there is no way it will happen. And you are still trusting him. You may, you, you, you're glad in his heart. That's what the Bible tells us. Without faith... It is impossible to, to please God. When you trust in Him, especially in the difficult time, times, you really please Him. But once that period is over, He showers His blessings upon your life. Amen? So we'll continue next week. We'll talk about uh, our children. Transform mind. We'll also talk about the need to go to a quiet place sometimes. And think through with God. Amen? Amen? Need to go to a quiet place sometimes. And think th things through with God. Sometimes go with you, just you and your Bible. Maybe with water to drink. And to think things through. I guarantee you if you do that. When you come out of that place. Things will change. Amen? Stand up with me tonight. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, 
but you must meditate in it day and night that you may do the things that are written therein. The only way to do is you're thinking it because your thoughts will direct your action. And as they direct your actions, your actions will lead to success because they are the thoughts of God and the world will never fall to the ground. Let's thank the Lord tonight for his word. Tell him how pleased you are. Lift your hands up before the Lord tonight as a symbol of surrender to God and tell him how beautiful you think his words are to your life, that you're hanging on his word, that you believe all is well because of the word that he's giving to us. And it will be well with you. Even if you're going through difficulty, take that difficulty tonight and begin to tell God, God, I believe your word. I believe you. I know you are. And that you are a reward of those who diligently seek you. I trust in your word. I love you, Lord. It will be well. I will receive abundance from God. I'm entering right now into my promised land. A land that is flowing with milk and honey. Don't ever think. I feel led to say this. That you will get into a land. And God will abandon you. Forsake you. And things will get so difficult. And you lose that land. It will never happen. As you trust God. From this day forth. Life's going to be come better and better and no going back only promotion father we thank you and we love you jesus we bless you and we bless your word today the word of god that became flesh our savior our god thank you father in jesus name and god's people said Amen. God bless you.